honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Saying go at it alone is definitely the wrong thing. Align yourself with the right people. Um, the partners, like that is a, it's a extremely like, their knowledge base is better than our knowledge base because they've, they've seen some of those things. And so that is, I think if anything, that's probably like the one bit of information that I'd provide to anyone is like, find the right people that you truly believe in and align yourself with them, work with them. Don't try to fight them. Like competition is good. Um, it's not like, don't be, don't be scared of your competition. Try to figure out ways to work with them so that you can leverage what they're doing to your benefit. Welcome to Strange on Purpose. Today I have on Silas, um, really dope individual and another one of Justin's recommendations that have been awesome to us uh, that thus far. And Justin's episode was amazing. And I think you and your brand have something to say with what Justin was kind of alluding to in his episode. So I want to leave it to you as to an introduction to our everybody that is listening today that might be tuning in on YouTube or anything like that. So um, who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? For sure. Uh, my name is Silas Dunham. Um, I run um, one of the co-founders of Proper, a product recommendation discovery platform, um, kind of helping consumers discover the best Canvas products for them. Um, we sort of think of ourselves as uh, kind of a companion app to that purchasing platform, uh, like purchasing funnel of uh, Canvas products, which is a ever-changing landscape. So we're sort of here to help. Um, yeah, Justin's a good dude. Uh, he actually runs our um, a lot of our operations in Oregon. So the, the proper is multi-state, and we have uh, interstate operators. And Justin's one of one of those guys for us. So that's awesome. Why did how'd you get into what you're doing today and where you go to school? Like how, how did you get into it? For sure. Yeah. So I studied, um, I studied business management and entrepreneurship in Boston. I was involved in a startup there for a long time. Um, that, that started sort of transitioned into focused on the action sports industry and, um, transitioned to me out to California, which is from Boston to California is a pretty different, uh, ecosystem. <laughs> and when I sort of landed here, you, you kind of take notice of notice of what's happening in the cannabis space a lot more than you do on the East coast and, um, happened to get involved. Um, I always had the opportunity to consult for Leafly, which is, um, kind of the biggest probably platform, um, for cannabis education. Um, they're a big strain database and, and resource for, um, dispensary discovery, I guess. Uh, and so I had spent some time consulting for them and that's how I really got into the cannabis space and, started noticing a lot of um, kind of where this industry started to evolve to. Um, at the time that I was with them, it was very much about strains and, and dispensaries. So it was like, how do we, how does, you know, these markets are opening up, it's becoming more accessible. Uh, and the first question is like, where can I buy it? 
that, that was like the baseline, like how do I get the product in my hand? And so that was the problem that Leafly was solving really well. But you started noticing like, you know, you look at any other kind of uh, industry and it's all about consumer, consumer packaged goods. Um, and that's really where we saw the opportunity within the cannabis space was this evolution uh, and, and change to this consumer packaged goods model. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into got into the industry and really started thinking about well, what problems are consumers having with this this evolution? What what do the current what does the current landscape not offer for them? Um, and how do we make something uh, you know approachable as it like every day there's new products, there's new brands. This whole thing is like moving and evolving on a you know minute by minute basis, and there's really nothing to help consumers kind of digest any of that information. And like, you know, it's, you, there's, if you look at comparables of, you know, wine or food or whatever, there's all these resources to help someone be like, that's the restaurant that I want to go to. That's perfect for like afternoon drinks with the office, but like, oh, yeah. it's not really a lot of, you know, credible resources out there. There's a lot of, you know, pseudoscience and a lot of noise and a lot of everything happening right now. So um, we wanted to, trying to change that. We wanted to help consumers truly understand what the products were that they were putting into their body or consuming, as well as, uh, you know, helping them understand what those products are good for. That's, that is our big ethos. It's, this isn't, you know, we, we always internally use the like alcohol as a reference because it's an easy comparison, but it breaks down like booze is booze, right? You've got one, there's one outcome of it. You're going to get drunk. Like if you drink it, <laughs> that's it there's that's that is the baseline um and with cannabis there's you know dozens and dozens of different effect cases and use cases that consumers are using it for and there's a product perfectly tailored for them but how do they find that out with trial without trial and error it's expensive it's dangerous so like we're really trying to help solve some of those problems wow yeah and i mean seeing what you guys have done justin actually introduced me to the website the last time when actually so me and justin were chatting back and forth for like four to five months and then finally uh we had some business meetings in portland uh so we finally got in front of each other and he actually walked me through the website and everything like that and seemed very simple and easy to use which is something that um i feel like even with like if you're you mentioned food Something like Yelp. I use Yelp because it's easy and simple to use, but Yelp doesn't tell me I, I have to be gluten-free. Um, I have celiac. So Yelp doesn't – it isn't easy to use when it gets down to, okay, I need to use gluten-free. I need this restaurant or I need to find a restaurant for gluten-free. Yeah, and the I was just in New Orleans uh, this past weekend, and there's a couple of apps uh, in regards to helping me find these type of restaurants or foods or anything like that. But they're not simple and easy to use, which always like it gets it gets me like riled up. I'm like, gosh, just I just want to find I, yeah. I need to eat. Damn it. Like <laughs> uh, very millennial at that. And your 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 product is something that uh, is easy to use. And it's very educational at the end of the day. Um, I learned I mean, just in the 10 to 15 minutes I was with Justin, I learned a ton yeah. And that's that I, I ended up going back on and checking out some more and stuff like that. But um, a lot of people are listening that may not be in a space where it is easily accessible or anything like that. So what what are some benefits that you guys have found? And there is I know there's a ton of research on it. My mom has MS. Uh, 
Um, so I know there's benefits for her. There's, there's benefits with cancer patients, everything like that. What are some big benefits that you've kind of come across um, that maybe some of these states and some of these areas and obviously with the federal government and everything like that, what what are some things that you see that, hey, we should probably legalize this in a federal type of level? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you, you obviously mentioned, you know, a few of them, right? Like we we can't make any claims to how cannabis can help um, anyone suffering from medical conditions. It's, you know, a little legal check mark there is like, we're yeah. not allowed to say that. Um, but there are a ton of studies, right? There's a lot of information out there to... Um, that this plant and this product has so many different use cases and so many different abilities to affect people um, positively throughout whatever struggles they're going through. Social social anxiety, um, like work stresses, those are the really big things that we're starting to see a lot of. A lot of people, whether they know it or not, suffer from some sort of minor anxiety, whether that's you know, the Monday, like wake up on Monday and they've got like heart palpitations because they got to go into work or whether that's, you know, they're you know, some, you know, social anxiety, social like, uh, you know, struggle to like connect to people. And it's like this product and the plant itself can bring a lot of that out of people and, and really help them. Obviously, there's you got to find the right ones. You know, everyone's like, oh, big side effect of cannabis is I'm going to get super paranoid. It's like, well, yeah, but not every like that's not true. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, yes, you can do that. But like, if you if you know what you're looking for, and you know what you're trying to solve for, there's a product, there's a product out there for you that will will help alleviate those stresses, alleviate those pains, you know, uh, like acute pain, like there's a lot of stuff coming out right now for like women and menstrual, where it's like, this product can truly help them struggle, you know, through their struggles there as well. Um, just a, there's and kind of everything like we, you know, internally, like our big thing is like hangovers and, and yeah. focus, like work, uh, the, on the more, you know, kind of like non-medical side of the, the product, there's a lot that has to do with, um, you know, creativity and focus and, uh, you know, opening up those kind of those receptors to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. Um, and I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're starting to see is really helping with you know, those things as well. And sleep, like, you know, so many people suffer from sleep, um, like uh, sleep issues or it's insomnia, whether it's like full blown insomnia or whether it's just like, you know, the days, the days, you know, wear and tear has just got you up at night or you've got a big meeting the next morning. Cannabis is an amazing product to help with sleep. Um, there's, there's so many great applications for it, whether it's something you need to just like take a quick, you know, quick hit off of a vape pen to just fall asleep and you, you have no problem staying asleep or if you, whether you want like a long lasting edible that will help you sleep, you know, asleep throughout the entire night, there's, there's literally a product, you know, especially in, you know, again, we're kind of jaded. We're in California, right? There's so many different places that you can get these products and there's so many different brands and new products coming out specifically tailored towards these um but you can find those you can find those remedies you know kind of anywhere that you can get the product oh yeah definitely and it's funny you brought up creativity uh in regards to using the problem the product itself i was just i mentioned i was just in new orleans um just got back yesterday and they i was going around they have a huge art art district out there 
and street art, um, galleries, stuff like that. And I was looking at some of the, the street art uh, by a specific art. I forget the name of the artist, but he, he's kind of everywhere down there. And I was, wa- I was walking with kind of checking it out with an older couple and by older, I mean anywhere probably 50 to 65. I don't know how old she was. Um, but it was, it was kind of weird to me because I was sitting down and I was trying to figure out like, Hey, um, I mean, the art is beautiful. Right. And this person from new Orleans actually came up to us and said, Hey, uh, this guy kind of attributes all his creativity. Uh, this artist does to, um, him actually taking a couple hits and then let, letting it, letting it, letting the paintbrush go. And it was really cool to me, but then I'm looking at the older generation that was sitting next to me. It's like, Oh, well, I really like the art, but he's a stoner. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's something that you can't like depreciate the art just because of that. You just love the art, but you just found out this fact. And it was something that was really weird, but going back, moving back into your story, um, what school did you go to in Boston? Suffolk University. Okay, nice, nice. And what are you? What are your thoughts on like? Are you, are you kind of still educating yourself on an everyday basis when it comes to all this? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like school is is a really great base level. You learn a lot of kind of fundamentals, um, but you don't really learn a lot of like actually how to do things there's there's so many more situational things that you've got to learn kind of on the fly and kind of teach yourself as well like you get the you know it's kind of like learning the abcs but once you learn the abcs you don't know the full english language like that's the way i think about school where it's like every day you kind of evolve and you learn a little bit new um you know i like the position that i'm in at our company i oversee a lot of different aspects of it and they kind of you know with a small startup, right? You wear many hats and you kind of just learn as you go, like, okay, well, I, I've seen this happen. I can, I know how to do this situation. I know what I need to do over here and I can do that sort of stuff. So it's, it is definitely uh, every day is, a, is a, new, a new challenge and a new discovery. And like, kind of come home at the end of it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Tomorrow. I feel yeah. that, and like I, you mentioned, you've been in the startup space uh, with Proper, and then the company company that you previously mentioned. Yeah. Um, and so I used to work for the Bucks here in town. I used to work for the Brewers. Uh, kind of went through that corporate life, and then realized that that wasn't kind of my thing. Um, studied sports management in school, got a bachelor's degree, which is awesome. Um, but now I'm not in the same industry as what I studied, and I I realized very quickly, like, hey, I started losing my passion for sports when I started working in the industry. And that wasn't something I, I wanted to lose. Um, and seeing kind of that, seeing that like startup is where I need to be and having wearing all these different hats at the end of the day is really cool to me because every day is, I mean, every day is a new journey as you probably know. Um, but what, what would you, what kind of recommendations would you give to someone that's listening right now, trying to get their, trying to decide if they want to, Hey, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start my own thing and see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that um, you know, kind of by the nature of your the the name of this podcast, right? Like strange by nature. What's the flip side of strange? It's kind of like complacent. It's it's you know status quo. It's it's boring, right? Like that is that's not something that I think anyone wants to necessarily be associated with. And there's 
there's really great aspects of having stability, right? That steady paycheck, like all of the perks, like (laughs) there's, that's definitely out there. Um, I think that the one thing that, you know, for anyone listening is it's like, just take the leap, right? Like worst case scenario, you take the leap and then you go back to the corporate and you go back to the position, you know, it's, I understand that like finding a job is not necessarily the easiest thing. Um, but if you don't take the leap, you're always going to have sort of semi regrets of whether, what could have happened, what would have you have done? Um, and I, but I would, I would, you know, caution that and say like, make sure that you think about, you know, truly what drives you, what is, what are you passionate about? What, how do you as an individual help your neighbor? How do you help 10 of your neighbors? How do you help a thousand of your neighbors? And if you, if you kind of start to think about it that way, then it's like, then the, nervousness of taking a leap and and moving towards a startup or moving towards a different career path it becomes a lot less of uh lots less scary maybe um and it actually is exciting because you you start to do things that you really truly care about yeah and i love that dude like it's it's truly an adventure like i said every day but it's at the end of the day it's 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 you have some of your highest highs and your lowest lows. Like in the last couple of months, I can truly say I've had my highest high and my lowest low. And that's, and that's get That might change next month. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like going to set new baselines for what your highest high. And lowest <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of crazy because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun and it's almost addicting. Like I, I truly, I truly can say if this, somehow went wrong or some for whatever reason went wrong i would go ahead and try something new but in the same space yeah. uh, whether it was helping someone else out or anything like that i want to be in this space this is kind of the milwaukee's like slowly growing traditionally this old uh beer town that loves beer brats and and i don't know grease at the end of the day and uh entrepreneurship was known as let's start this this new craft brewery or let's start this new bar or something like that less of a new tech giant or something like that and milwaukee's like growing towards that and towards that not i can't say silicon valley i can't compare milwaukee to silicon valley but it's truly becoming a hub of startups and we got in in the on the ground floor and one of the things that we've been kind of making sure that we do is sitting down with people in Milwaukee and, and jumping on Skype calls with people. And if they have any questions, kind of giving them the 100% truth, like, Hey, this is going to suck. Like this is going to be one of the worst things that you do, but yet one of the best things that you do in your life. And some of the things that we've struggled with, like, I mean, as a startup, it's really like partnering with big companies. It's really hard for you to say, yeah, we're okay with that 60 day payment term when at the end of the day, like small business, like you need that money now, you don't need that in 60 days Um, and stuff like that. What have you guys seen at proper um, that you can kind of allude to, to kind of tell people like, Hey, you, you might be able to avoid a misstep here or something like that. Um, I think that's a, it's kind of a difficult question to ask, right? I think that it's, it, it truly varies on like what elements of uh, the business that you're working on is focused on. Um, you know, there's lots of struggles, right? Everyone, everyone goes through it. For us, um, you know, I think that for a lot of the stuff that we're doing, it's 
um, you know, it's kind of beholden a little bit to our partners that we that we work with. And so making sure that you um, kind of have really good relationships and really good terms with the partners that help, you know, not they like, I'm not going to say that if, you know, our partner fails, we fail, because that's definitely not the case by any means. And I, you know, I don't want to attribute our success or our failures to someone else that someone else's control. Um, but that is definitely something that we, you know, we look at a lot is, you know, can we tr can we work with the right people to help us succeed? Because if we're working with the right people, their growth is our growth. And that's I think that's something that, you know, saying go at it alone is definitely the wrong thing. Align yourself with the right people. Um, the partners like that is a it's a extremely like their knowledge base is better than our knowledge base because they've they've seen some of those things. And so that is, I think, if anything, that's probably like the one bit of information that I'd provide to anyone is like, find the right people that you truly believe in and align yourself with them, work with them, don't try to fight them. Like, competition is good. Um, it's not like, don't be, don't be scared of your competition. Try to figure out ways to work with them so that you can leverage what they're doing to your benefit. I dig that. I dig that so hard. Like we, at the end of the day, like if you're partnering, like right now we're a content agency, right? And uh, being so small and being a small business and getting started, like at first we were just grabbing, right? We need money now. So we just started working with anybody and everybody. Um, and then we had to take a step back and kind of see what our values were at the end of the day, right? Are, does this client actually match our values? Is this the type of client that we want to work with? Because if we aren't, if we don't want to work with them, why are we working with them? Yes, money. But at the end of the day, if we start, I started reading this book, not, um, or I finished this book in New Orleans. Um, I forget the name of it now. Um, but it's I'll probably look it up on Audible while you're talking after, later. But he basically, the author goes into saying, uh, if you align yourself with the right people, revenue will come, especially if you do it in a way that you're providing value to each and every one of these clients that are coming in that you align yourself with. Um, and it's very, very interesting to see how people um, really just grab, 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 and then wonder like, hey, why do the same clients that we don't like keep coming in? And it's because they don't take a step back and realize, hey, this isn't what we want to be doing. And we can't keep discounting our rates because if we are, that's people undervaluing us and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's very interesting. And one of the things that we've been able to kind of, something that's kind of pushed us forward more than anything is the mentorship. We, we took in a ton, aligned ourselves with these amazing people, um, but then we made sure that we were aligning ourselves with these amazing people that were, at the end of the day, mentoring us and showing us like the right steps and everything like that. Do you guys have some pretty big mentors in the cannabis space, in the business space that you want to chat on? Yeah, I'm, um, you know, I think that like each individual one of us at the company, you know, um, especially the, the original founding team, we all have our own individual mentors, um, you know, so our, our head of product and head of design, he has a couple of people that he has worked with, you know, throughout his entire career that helped him get into the space. And, um, and he certainly, you know, references and, and leverages them every, you know, every day, every week, like, mentors are an extremely valuable um, part of learning, right? The, we, we touched on it earlier. It's like every day you need to learn. The, 
those people have been through similar situations and similar scenarios and, and can help you and push you a lot. Um, you know, myself, I've got, you know, multiple mentors, both inside of the industry as well as outside of the industry. And there's a lot of people that, you know, we look to and we leverage when we, we kind of come into a situation where we're not familiar with Like, again, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm the smartest person in any room. Um, I always like to, you know, sit back, digest, learn a little bit from, you know, the person to the left and the person to the right. Um, and I think that making sure it's a similar to aligning to the right business partners, align to the right people that also see where you're trying to go and the vision that you're trying to create. And those type of people are going to help push your business forward. They're going to help push you as an individual forward um, so that you're not, you're not trying to like bang your head against the wall and be like, well, I did this yesterday. Now what do I do? I did that same thing. It's like, that's kind of the, uh, the definition of insanity is if you, different, you know, similar to do exactly the same thing and think there's going to be a different outcome. It's like, you can leverage people in your network. You can call, like, I guarantee you that every person listening has someone that they can call to ask a favor, whether that's not, whether that's a business related or not, just think about what other people in your, you know, your ecosystem and your universe can do to help you a lot. Um, and those people are going to be like, I get phone calls and I'm like, I love providing answers and helping people like, all right, like this is a struggle I'm going through. How do I solve it? It's like, okay, well, let's probably solve that together. Let's figure this out. Let's like, what, what is it about this that is holding you up? What is it about it that you don't understand? Like, where can I, you know, where can I add value to it? And then I'm going to do the same thing. You know, I'm going to, that's going to ladder up to that. Per, like, who knows? Maybe I'll call that person with a different question, like the next day. And it's, it's, it is, I think it is something that's extremely valuable is to just understand you know, who you can ask, who you can lean on, especially when it's you're in a small organization um, where you may not have the same resources. There's not someone internally that you can call and be like, hey, what do I do here? It's like you have to leverage the people around you to answer those questions and help you, you know, push through those, those boundaries. Definitely. And like at the end of the day, I mean, for us, especially like mentors have been massive for us. Like actually one of, I, I would consider one of our most uh, consistent and biggest clients right now as a pretty big mentor of ours. And she, she invested in us when she, when we were, I mean, we were really just trying to get our name out there. And to this day, we're still servicing her and making sure that everything is good. Um, but she like, I can, I can call her right now with a question and she always is ready. And if she can't answer it, she'll give me a, a number or a text of, Hey, you should reach out to this this person because they can answer this question. Or this is who I use for this. Something that we struggle with a lot. None of us are mathematicians at all. Um, and I actually, <clears throat> my claim to fame right now is that I got a D plus in accounting in college, and I'm doing the accounting for us. So because of that, knowing that I'm not too great for it of that, I had to ask a lot of questions, right? I had to consistently be educating myself and consistently be, um, out on the look on the lookout for any new taxes or anything like that, that might hit us in a different way. And it's something that it, it's new to me. Like I was telling Q the other day, um, uh, my business partner, I was like, Hey, I think this is truly the first time that I genuinely enjoy educating myself. And I had to think about that because I went through four years of college, I got a bachelor's degree, I have a high school degree, everything like that. But it, I'm 25 now and I'm just now genuinely enjoying opening a book or 
listening to an audio book or anything like that. And it was nuts to me, oh. but it's, it, I think it says something to when you're working in something that you're passionate about, like literally your life can change, not only like monetary or monetarily or anything like that, but mainly like you as an individual can change like no other and yourself working in the the space did you ever see yourself in the startup space or did you want to work for a big conglomerate or anything like that yeah no i mean i i've always wanted to like i've always been in startups um i started an egg selling business when i was like six um started <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah uh i think it was successful i like kind of convinced my parents that they would also still pay for all of the food and for the chicken. So I was like, oh, nice. you know, profit. Um, <laughs> you know, like my first serious startup happened in college. We, we started a, um, a media organization my sophomore year in college and um, at, at its peak had about 120 college writers around the U.S. writing for us, um, you know, local kind of like subculture college content. Um, and, and from there joined us another startup in Boston from there joined another startup in California and, and then here we are. Right. Um, so I've always, you know, the biggest company that I've ever worked for, I think was like 30 people at the time. Um, and that was only cause I was consulting for them and that was too big of an organization. <laughs> there's, there's too much red tape and I, and there's, there's a lot of great things about big organizations and big companies you have you know for the most part a lot of resources you've got a lot of people that you can uh, collaborate with that you know can help push you as well but i think that you know again going back to the learning comment from earlier right like that is something that i personally love more than anything if i don't know how to do something i immediately start trying to figure out how to do it. I don't like, I don't like to wait around to try to find, you know, find someone else who can do it. I'm very much a doer and I would rather learn whether I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the right person to do it at our company. You know, who knows, maybe, maybe not. But like, if I know how to do it, I can at least have conversations with the person who we ultimately put into that position to do it on, a, you know, on a daily basis sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think I would do very well at uh, a big company. <laughs> I love that. And educating yourself. tape instead of trying to figure out It's crazy. Like, even with us, like, I, when we first got started, we got really, really, really busy, which was awesome. But when it came down to, like, help, yo, Izzy might need a video for LinkedIn here or anything like that, I realized, like, hey, I got to. I have to do this myself and I had never picked up a camera or anything like that. I started using my phone um, for pictures here and there, but I knew I wasn't this amazing creative or anything like that, but I knew I had to teach myself, right? If I'm going to talk the talk in sales meetings or anything like that, I got to know what the hell I'm pitching at the end of the day. And um, it's funny, we joke around in the office and uh, we say that I'm I'm the best videographer in the company, which is truly not true. But I taught myself I edit right now on iMovie, uh, yeah, but yeah. I taught myself iMovie and I taught myself these little things. And um, now I can actually get out get outside and actually not talk to talk. I can't talk about Premiere or anything like that, but I can talk uh, with the creatives and local creatives about like little things and little stuff like that. And um, I think it's opened me up 
as a salesperson at the end of the day, being able to pitch the company because I truly believe in and know what we're doing. And it's something, something has to say about that at, at the end of the day, actually having belief in that passion at the end of the day behind the product. Um, before I forget the, the book that I was referencing was called the win without pitching manifesto. Um, it's by Blair ends. Um, our lawyer actually, uh, told me to read it. It was re really, really good. It's about uh, on all those I read, I read on double time, so it was only like an hour. Um, but if you if you read, I definitely recommend that book. But seeing everything that you guys have going uh, with Proper, what do you guys have upcoming, and what are you you guys really excited about right now? Yeah, so I mean, I think the the biggest thing that we've you know, when we when we launched Proper, we kind of we truly set out to be this platform to help empower consumers to have a, a deeper relationship with cannabis. Right? There's, you know, the for us, we're like, you know, the days of that, you know, one size fits all, we grab bag style stuff is, you know, and we're in California, Colorado, Oregon, Nevada, Washington. Like, there there are endless ways and products to consume, but. Um, you know, it's it's no longer like oh, I just want a product. I, I just want to get high. Like that's not at all what we we see and believe in. What we believe in is this deeper relationship with the plant um, and with the products. And through branded consumable products and through everything that this the industry is evolving to, is we wanted to build a place where consumers could find the right product for them. Um, and so that's kind of like that's the big the big final frontier for, for what we're building here is we've done through our ratings program, um, which for, if you are not familiar with it, we built a committee of, uh, experts. There's about 120 of them now throughout the United States. We built them a rating app that they test and consume products. Um, they tell us their experience both during their high as well as after, um, to, for us to understand, not only like what are some of the upfront qualities of the product, but also what the product was good for, you know, how long did the effects last, anything that is valuable information that we can provide to the consumer. Um, so we're capturing all of that data, we're providing that information back to consumers to help them educate themselves and understand what might be good for them. And our final kind of, you know, or not, probably definitely not final, but our, our big next step is really making that a more personalized experience. So, you know, right now we're very good at if someone's looking for something and they kind of know what they're looking for, um, but we want to help make that a much more personalized recommendation. Um, so there, there's a lot of work that's kind of, you know, in the works right now that is, is helping towards that. Um, and I think that's kind of like the big thing that we've got upcoming in the next few months is, is really uh, delivering on the promise that we set out to to create with proper, which is, you know, find your high. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What do you, do you guys uh, anticipate expanding into states as they start to legalize and as everything starts coming? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we kind of hold and wait for market maturity a little bit before we move into a market. Um, our platform is built off of branded products. Um, you know, the unbranded is is kind of a hard for us to take a stance on you know the difference between blue dream from one grower to blue dream from another grower is it can vary dramatically it's not you know the they're not 
the same genetics anymore, um, and even though someone's saying they are. Um, and so for us, we really wait until uh, there is consumer packaged goods available for consumers to buy throughout the state. Um, Massachusetts uh, is now online. Um, they're figuring out their regulations, and so we'll expand there, um, as well as you know throughout the rest of the United States. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe beyond that, you know, we look at Canada to the north and they've got a lot of um, excitement and activity happening right now with federal regulations, which is really cool to see. Um, you know, obviously, like every, you know, this is a kind of a wild, still sort of a wild west a little bit. And so, you know, the the excitement for us is this, you know, sort of ever evolving, shifting landscape that we're, that we're involved with. And it's it's exciting um, because we kind of get to help pave some of that way. Um, so yeah, uh, yes, definitely expanding. You know, California and the markets that we're in right now is is not the end of it by any means. We want to be this resource for consumers, not only in, in the states um, that we're currently in, but for you know, ultimately our goal is anyone who can purchase cannabis legally should be able to use our platform to help them make better purchasing decisions and helping truly find a product that's good for them for what they're looking for that's awesome and i wish you guys good luck and seeing yeah no problem and seeing i'm excited to see you guys grow um as a company and excited to see you grow man like where do you want to be in like let's say we have this in five years where do you want to be uh hopefully on a beach <laughs> i think no i think I, i'm the same way <laughs> i uh i sort of jokingly say that because i don't actually like even if I was presented with the opportunity to retire and do nothing for the rest of my life, I don't think I could. I think that I, you know, I, there's always going to be an itch, right? Like, and, and yeah. you, you just want to scratch the itch. Um, and so, you know, I, I think what we're building with proper um, is it's really exciting. We're, we're really passionate about where we can take this and what we're doing and, um, in five years from now, I would love to be having this conversation and, you know, the cannabis regulations have fell in the United States and anyone anywhere can access the product. Um, you know, maybe that beach is also somewhere that is federally legal and we're there too. And it's <laughs> not actually that I'm on permanent retirement, but I we're <laughs> there for work. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, there's a lot of things that are left to resolve in in this space specifically. Um, like I, you know, I just mentioned it, right? It's it's ever changing, it's ever evolving, and that's the excitement. It's like tomorrow we don't know what could happen. The day after we don't know what happened. And what we're really truly passionate about is just helping push the conversation forward, helping you know fall some of the stigmas through education and and you know and everything that we can do. Um, to help consumers make better decisions, but it's it it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, um, and we're all super super passionate about it and excited to to see where it can take us. <laughs> hey, I'm excited too, man, and I'm I'm excited to hopefully in five years be sitting on that same beach with you, and maybe we're chatting about it and everything like that. Um, but I do have one final question. It's a question that we haven't been asking the last couple podcast episodes, but we have to keep doing it. Um, so what makes you strange on purpose? Uh, I think I kind of like mentioned it uh, up front, right? Like the opposite of strange is boring. It's complacent. It's, um, 
like it's not fun like i like <laughs> i if you're not doing something that you love or something that you care about you you don't evolve you don't change you kind of get stuck in the norm and so i think whether or not i would necessarily call myself strange um i think a lot of the ways that i approach situations would be different and and kind of like uh, it would definitely be strange to someone who is a little bit more uh, baseline, right? Like, I think that everything that we do, we should do with care and love and passion. And like, we should, you should be excited by it. You shouldn't be stuck in your norms. You shouldn't be, uh, boring is boring, man. Like, that's it. <laughs> I ever want to be boring. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Great answer. And I appreciate, I appreciate you jumping on today. Um, I'll keep you for like two seconds after, um, but I appreciate you for jumping on strange on purpose. Thank you. Appreciate you Thanks, guys. Thanks man.